Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Work Bay with Nan and Obi. Hey, friends. How's it doing? How's it doing? A very special episode, a wind down episode. I know. Y'all got me drinking on a, on a Wednesday. <laughs> On the podcast is not gonna like this. Hey, that's two days from that's two days from the weekend, and we ran it back. We we got we got uh, all of our same friends from last week. Yes, I see Lauren, the ladies I see are Jazz, back. I see Blanca. We're, we're we're loaded up. We're running it back. Yes. So how are you guys doing this week? We're doing good. We're doing super well. So excited to be back. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't sound that excited. You might have to do a I shot real quick. <laughs> What'd you say, I said you didn't sound that excited. You might have to do a quick shot real quick. Warm, warm things oh, up. My bad. I'm so excited. <laughs> I believe her. No, I believe her. Right. You know, we're in a wind down. It's the end of the evening. I know, you know, I know. Right. We were I trying know. to mellow out. Right. We got to get a little you know, sexy. We kind of set the tone. Hey. Set the mood. Okay. And we said we were getting spicy this episode. Yes. You know? Yes. I was trying to get into it. Not all in it. Okay, I see you were hitting us with the sultry jazz. That was yes. the sultry, this you know, R&B. Probably as good as it's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll take it, man. It's been, I don't know about y'all, me and Nana were talking a little bit before we jumped on. Past two, three weeks have been crazy. Just been busy. So, Honey, she's I, tired. Yeah. She's Lauren, tired. I see you. I, we didn't hear from you. I saw you shaking your head, though. Same? Yes. Also, as well, fuck these past two weeks. Sheesh. <laughs> like, uh, oh yeah, it's, it's the it's the mercury and and micro braids, right? Isn't that yep. the situation? <laughs> that's that's mercury what's going on. Mercury yeah. and Mercury, it's definitely some hateration, holleration, and it's dancing. I don't appreciate it. I do not appreciate it. But hey, but Halloween's mercury, around the corner, though. Penis, are y'all are y'all are y'all doing anything for Halloween? I don't know. Is that what like a week, two weeks out? Nah. Lauren's like, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't nah. do that. Nah, that's nobody. right. Lauren is a good Christian girl. We don't do Halloween. Oh, oh so, that's uh, what I, it I, is. Never mind. Never mind. I, I do not subscribe to. I'm, no, I'm, just, I'm sorry. sorry. I apologize to <laughs> organized religion at all. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I don't want to. You see how Donna looped you in into the fold? I just thought into I the faith. You know, she was my sister in Christ. I was wrong. I apologize. <laughs> she said, Nah, I ain't the one. I ain't the one. Well, we love Halloween. Uh, I mean, you do, and you dress up often. You know, you I really, you know, you I have really great hot costumes. Yes. You do. Oh, yeah. I love Halloween, but it's it's also you know Scorpio season. True. You know, so what that mean? it's time to be like a spooky bitch. Let's go. <laughs> oh, okay. A spooky bitch. Hold on, Nana. Yeah. Nana asks what Scorpio season means. I mean, but like, what? I mean, that's her side. Oh, oh. Do yeah. we have a birthday coming up? Yeah, she's 11, 11. Oh, 11, ooh. 11, 11. It, that's, that, that's what feels like spiritual in some, it, I don't know, in some, in some haven. Oh, that's so fun. What, are, what do you have planned for your birthday? Um, for my birthday, I do not want to be in this country. So we're trying to get out. If you go to Aruba again, bitch, you better take yeah, that. Do you, do you <laughs> live there you now? I feel like you've you been there every slip. month. Like, to, what do are we missing? Something? No, the content just looks like it's only. Been oh, <laughs> okay. Like, but like for real, whenever you go, I'm trying to go. So you know, pull up. They call it the Happy Island for a reason. Like, yeah. it's literally such a it's like. Really easy. I've heard so many oh, no, beautiful dope. things. About also, Blanca, have, did did you you pulled up too to Aruba? Yes, I was yeah. in Aruba. Okay. It was her amazing. So we were celebrating oh, the Virgos. Happy okay. Yeah, yeah. Happy belated. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, me and Nana, we we're, our birthdays are in January. Lauren, what, what's your sign? What's your birthday? Big Cap Energy. Big Cap 
I'm a Gemini. Gemini. Okay. Is that June, May? May 21st, May the first 21st. day of, uh, of Gemini season. I see. She's a true I gem. I, I don't know what that I means. I relationship with Geminis. Like, you I love you have... guys. I love you guys, but, like, it's just, no, it's not It's not the women. It's the men. Never it's mind. Always, it's, okay, so it's as always Gemini, the men. Oh, here we go. The Gemini man is fucking terrible. I will I, stand on really? that. They are I Gem- well, yes. I don't know. I don't date them. Maybe that, I don't like <laughs> They're yeah. just my friends. <laughs> I don't date them, you know, so it might be different. Energy. Energy. You can't, yeah. My brother is a Gemini. He's actually the twenty second, and oh, he's a, he's a complicated person, but I love him. Uh, I love him That's what I'm saying. We love them. We love the Geminis. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but like it gets to a point where it's not fun anymore. <laughs> when those, uh, <laughs> what I would say, uh, red flags look like six flags when you're having fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> like I've been seeing those on Twitter the past week or two. All the red flags. Oh, the red flag memes are the amazing. red flags all week. Yeah. My, my only dating red flag is Aries. I want no parts. I don't want. Oh, the whole sign. Yeah, okay. I'm good. I'm good on the Aries, man. I don't that's think. What's that birthday? Good. I don't know Aries. That's like, uh, I think that's like uh, late March, it's early cool. April. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nah. Friends, best of friends. I've got a ton of Aries friends, male and female. But dating, nah, good. I don't think I, I agree. Aries men are trash. Hard so pass. Hard Aries men. Yeah, I don't think I've met any Aries. <laughs> I also need to diversify my my astro- astrological dating because I I gave you the rundown of who's good for us. It's it's Veronica's you people. Said That's Virgo. who you need to be messing with. Yeah, Virgos. <laughs> Scorpios, also Jazz's sign is good I for us. I dated a Scorpio. That nigga was demonic. And Pisces. Male Scorpios are different. Male Scorpios are different. Wow, you Female said Scorpios. demonic, Nana. That nigga was demonic, bro. That's so a I like all, all love to him. <laughs> no, I there's no love to nigga, him. But... You called him a demon. No, there's no, no. no. Like, again, that's a, a brother in Christ. I feel like, you know, he just needs <laughs> Somebody needs to put their hand over him and extend a prayer, but the I don't really want no parts. Flash, flash. She needs to take a good dive. I don't yes. want no parts of that shit. I have so maybe, maybe how he, we're he starting off here. This is good. He I like this the already. right Scorpio. It's the ghetto. That's what it is. We might have Scorpios to do are this. Scorpios are the ghetto? Why do this, this is... No, no, no. I'm talking about the men. No, not this. This. Uh-oh. We're good. No, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the men's. I just need y'all to do Sorry, over here. So I was about to, to ask, what what sign better. are the good men? Are there any good male zodiac signs, or just we don't know really, all the niggas away? It depends on your sign, though. Like the compatibility, I think. No, is, that's a big part of it for sure. It's a big part of it for sure. Like Gemini and Gemini are not good, but like <laughs> Gemini and like a Libra, which is another air sign, like they're cool. Mm-hmm. Gemini and Aries also apparently are good together, but I've never met an Aries. Like I've never dated an Aries man, so don't do it, sis. Don't do it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like in comparison, I feel like the compatibility could be good there because, like, I my female Aries friends, like, I get along with very well. So I don't friends know. and lovers, two different things, though. <laughs> yeah, very different. They are two different. different. They are different. <laughs> very different. Oh, can two men fall in love with me, like and I don't know. I'm like, y'all need to run. Don't Who cancer falls in love with you? stay away from me. Cancers. Uh, I've heard so many good things okay. about cancers, but like hmm. they're also really emotional appearance. They are all the water. And that's why they need to stay away from me. <laughs> no, but Scorpio are the are not as bad as Pisces and Cancers. They're on a whole other level. Those two, especially yes. the Cancers. Yeesh. 
<laughs> but see, this, this is not an astrological podcast. I know. I was about to say we we got to bring Carmen back if we're gonna start doing the mm-hmm. the, the astrology. We had her on we season should've, one. We should have had her redo our cards. We should have done that, <laughs> or like our chart or whatever she does. Mm-hmm. That would have been actually kind of dope. Mm-hmm. I need to know where my niggas at. What state I need to be to go pick his ass up at? Because it's not New York. I already told you he's and... in Paris. We've had this combo so many times. You're sending a Glee's yeah, man. Like, still I waiting for you. I can't go to Paris right now. Like, not right it's now. Not in the signs right now. <laughs> but we're going to get there. It's not in the cards for you right now. <laughs> it's not in the cards. That's okay. right. It's not in the cards. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I'm very excited to have you ladies back. Uh, we had a wonderful conversation last week talking a little bit about po- body positivity and um the fat acceptance movement we gave you a nice hearty uh history lesson so we're gonna keep it a little light today um and there are a couple of topics that i wanted to kind of double back on that we touched on a little bit in our last conversation um and then we'll we'll get into what the people really want which is all that sex that, <laughs> that girls be having you said it like uh, the old people, like the C K S, not even the X. Yeah, the, the sex. sex, the sex. The sex. Okay, <laughs> no, we said it like six times. So it's, it's enough. Um, <laughs> but for our models in the room, and of course, Lauren, definitely feel free to interject. Um, and we actually we were talking. We started this conversation talking about Lizzo. And oh yeah, that's right. That's right. She is somebody who. Uh, I have conflicting feelings about. She <laughs> is someone that <laughs> okay, I see that's so Lord does too, apparently. Um, she is someone and I I preface I bring her up be, because of the two models that we have in the space. It's like I feel like for people who occupy or who walk the world in bigger bodies, we kind of and this also happens to black people, what people of color folks in the BIPOC community where you become a representative for your whole tribe. And so there are the feelings that I have about Lizzo. It most of the time doesn't have anything to do with her as an individual, but the stance she tends to take on for black fat women. And I wonder if society has kind of put her in a position to speak on behalf or maybe she feels like she needs to represent us in a way because of her platform of her access of her privilege and to i also and i don't know if this is something that she feels personally but from watching her it feels as though she feels a sense of responsibility to um to express herself in her full body however she wants and I and sometimes it feels a little performative it feels a little shucking and jiving it feels a little gimmicky to where I'm like I don't know how to appreciate you as a woman who just loves her body thinks she's sexy as fuck and doesn't have a problem showing that as opposed to someone who feels like I need to I'm gonna throw myself in your face because you don't typically see people that look like me in this position and you're going to have to eat it because I said so. So like, it's kind of, it's, it's a hard, 
I I think she is fucking gorgeous. She's probably one of the baddest bitches in the game right now. She I appreciate some of her music, but there is things about her as a personality, like as a, as a person who occupies space on the internet, where it's just like, sis. I'm curious for the rest of y'all. Yeah, if y'all I don't agree with not, like, is that performative part that you said? Same way. You feel like, the same okay, way? I, that's why I was nodding so hard. Um, I feel like a lot of what she, this is, we didn't do introductions, but hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> why. Know you from last we, week? We here assuming everyone, everyone knows, but hopefully they tuned in last week. If you didn't hear last week's episode, do that first and then come back. <laughs> and then come All right. Back. Yeah. But yeah, I feel the same exact way where I appreciate her as um, a musical talent and as a performer, but because a lot of what she does is often not just on stage, a lot of it is her internet personality, right? It does feel very performative. And um, sometimes like I want to appreciate, you know, the, the voice that she brings to, you know, conversations about being fat and being plus size, et cetera. But then oftentimes it just comes off as performative and as kind of like, I feel like I have to do this instead of just being me and just doing what I enjoy. Like a lot of times it just doesn't feel genuine. And so I'm kind of like, what, what part like, is it of it? Cause I've always, I've always thought, found her like of, of all the kind of stars we have out there, I've always thought of her as being super genuine. So I'm wondering what maybe I'm not picking up on that, that y'all are where it feels performative. It just, it, it feels forced. It's kind of like, yes, especially, okay. So the, the way that we were talking about Lizzo earlier was because in current events. Um, yes. What's the team? What happened recently? Yeah, Cardi B had a birthday party um, this week and it was pasta pasta theme. If you don't know what that is, you can Google it. We don't have time to talk about it, but essentially <laughs> it's, a, it's a dance hall party. Right. And so these types of parties are very well known for like being very creative, very sexy and fun and, you know, lots of colors. Lude and too, for being honest, though. Oh, very, very salacious, very, yeah, very yeah, in your face. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what she wore to the party was a, I think it was like a lilac color, like sheer kind of like sparkly um long sleeve but but she was naked underneath essentially so her titties were out i don't she did have on underwear i believe i think she had like a thong on yeah i think she had a thong on i don't know what shoe she had on um but the controversy obviously she's like this fat black woman with her titties fully exposed no bra um and just kind of like showing up to this party like this is me and like Part of me, first of all, I hated the, I liked the dress, but I just hated it for the event. I didn't feel like it was like pasta, pasta, but it was like the controversy is that like, she is like a fat black woman. Her titties are out and everybody's talking about her body and blah, blah, blah. And like, for me, I was like, this is what she does. Like part of it doesn't feel like she is just doing it because like, I'm going to have fun. It's like, I have to have some level of shock value. So you don't think that like, if she wasn't a celebrity, she wasn't who she is, that she wouldn't have pulled up to the party in that. Okay. 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 So you feel like maybe, so then I'll ask you guys this then. And I, and I definitely want Jazz and, and V to jump on too. Do you, cause Nana mentioned this a little bit when she was um, doing the intro do you feel like she's kind of taken on the mantle of fat black women and she's trying to bring everybody on? 
And if and if that's what she's doing, it seems like it's not landing well. So like, what 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 what? I'm curious what y'all think, Jazz and V. Want to make sure we get I mean, y'all in here too. I honestly loved her outfit. I love that she showed up with her titties out and like. I just think that she put it on and felt like a bad bitch and showed up like that. But that's, but that's just my opinion. And as far as her like being performative or, I don't necessarily see it. But that that's just me. I don't I don't see it. Um, I think I think she shows up and I think she tries. And yes, being in the position that she she's in, they make her the voice of all fat black women mm-hmm. even if she didn't want to be herself like, right yeah, yeah just like just like you guys said like or not just like how you said you know it's not so much the issue with her and more so the issue with everyone else and what they make her into so the only way to fix that is to have more voices for fat black women yeah. and they are out there but they just don't get that shine and that's the same issue that we were talking about last week mm-hmm. that we have the problems mm-hmm. that we have with the plus size community is that one, we're only shown in a tokenized way. And two, like, they just expect one to speak up for every. Like, there's, it's always only space for one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, Literally. I, I thought, I thought she looked beautiful. I, like, I wish her hair was laid a little different, but like, you know, <laughs> other, other than that, other than that, I think she looked great. And like other, everybody else shows up with their titties out all the time. There were people there who were just as naked as she was and they didn't get the flack or probably the the publicity for it Mm -hmm. because her doing it is a big deal Mm -hmm. because we don't show up like that. It's not known for us to do things like that. So I I don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with her at all. Not that 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 you guys do, but no, no, I, I, no, no, I yeah, no, we got you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, none of us know this woman, so we're just going off what we get in her her public persona. And I think that's a part of it though. Cause I, I feel like it's something that, um, shit, maybe, maybe actually y'all could probably speak to it. Cause I know y'all both are models fashion week. You've got cameras in front of you all the time. Um, jazz. I know you've been on TV, V probably same as well. Like, I just feel like maybe it's a whole different ball game when you're a public person. And so you're, especially her being a young, uh, a young person. I think she's around our age, right? Like early thirties. Yeah. I think that. she's literally. We're probably this. Yeah, 30, probably yeah, all around the same age. So I think there's also that pressure of I'm trying to make sense of my place, my myself, and my place in the world, and I'm now having to do that not only as a public figure, but also as a black person also as a woman and also as a fat person so it's like all these different intersections like we're talking about last week i certainly wouldn't want to be in her shoes i feel that feels like a lot to have to navigate on a on a given day even if i wasn't a huge global celebrity you know what i mean yeah Yeah. we're literally watching her figure it out that's why it's a little like unfair the way that people go in on her because like it's it's not fair to expect her to just know every right thing and right move to make and then again because she is the person who takes up the space as the representative like we really don't know what she goes through the fit itself i don't think it matched the theme at all also Um, same thing lauren was saying yeah. yeah i don't i don't think that i don't think it was necessarily about like the way that she presented herself, I just thought that like 
that just wasn't a, like she looked like she was going to like a ball. She said it was a Caribbean <laughs> party, so I'm gonna show up as Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then, okay. Well, hey Nana, you gotta get in her DMs. You're you're the stylist. I in listen, Lizzo. Let me change your life, sis. Like let me, <laughs> just let me, let me change your life. Like yeah. I really want to do that for you. I think also though, um, I see what you guys talking about that it does become it comes off a little performative. Because I watch a lot of her interviews, and, and you can kind of see where it's like kind of gimmicky. Mm. You can just you can just see in the way that she explains herself, and like I don't know, I, I'm into like watching them when they speak yeah. to mm-hmm. see like what their body language is, their tone of yeah. voice, how connected yeah. they feel with the saying, and sometimes you can tell. And like I definitely caught that a couple times oh, in her okay. interview. Oh, so maybe it's not just a stylist. We gotta talk to a publicist too. Maybe we gotta get her. But I think you guys may. I maybe think it's media trained. Okay. It could, it could absolutely okay. be that, but I also think that like, uh, y'all hit the nail on the head. She's like, if 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 people were so consumed with what I was doing every day, they would see me fuck up a lot. Mm-hmm. They would see me not be as polit. Well, I'm kind of refined, but you know, <laughs> not as I, I have my days. I definitely have my days. You know, like, <laughs> I think that you're absolutely right. Like, I don't, we don't know her. We don't know what her background is. I don't know what, I mean, and I can't even say that she's an overnight celebrity because she's been hustling for this shit for a long time, but her, mm. her fame kind of happened like, yeah, kind of over, over, not overnight, over but to summer. us, it came off as overnight. Yeah, like yeah. for, I mean, especially like, like you said, she's like a global superstar mm-hmm. now. Like, Lizzo cannot go anywhere without no, people knowing no, who the fuck no she. No way. Yeah. Um, and so you know that that attention, that access, the money, like it might make you act a little goofy sometimes. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I love what Jazz said about we just need more voices because every fat black girl is not Lizzo. Lizzo does not speak for every fat black girl. Every fat fat black girl does not occupy space like Lizzo does. And I think especially having you two and even you, Lauren, to some degree, because you're a bit of a, a public figure, like, do you feel like being on the internet, you you ladies are models. Like, is there a responsibility that, that you have to speak on behalf of the communities that you occupy that maybe straight size models don't, they, that, that responsibility they don't have? I mean, I, I can just say for like, for me, um, so a lot of the work that I used to do at one of my previous jobs um, when I was working for like a, plus size like styling um company that will not be named um, <laughs> oh, we, that's fine. <laughs> but so what i a lot of what i was doing was like being a face of the company and so Ooh. i was one of the faces of the company and so i did have to um kind of be a voice uh to a lot of issues and you know talking a lot about body image etc um and so it was like it did feel like I had to say something or I had to be like a presence and motivation and all this other shit um, as a representative of the, you know, the plus size community, because over the last, I would say probably half a decade um, being plus size and being in uh, fashion is like, it is seen as like this, almost like a political kind of like movement. Right. Um, and so it's like everything we do, if you want to wear shorts, oh my God, it's a, it's this 
you know, this whole shift in the industry because there's a fat woman with shorts on and we need to do think pieces about it. And as a fat person in fashion, like I felt like I had to say something, but like, that's not my job anymore. And so like, I feel like I can speak on things if I want to speak on them. And if I don't, then I don't. Um, But it is just, it's very interesting to watch like and maybe uh, Veronica and Jasmine, you feel differently because you are, you know, you are the models. You like you are way more public um, than I than I am. Um, but there just seems like you have to say something if there's like something related to body image in the news, because it's like you are the face, um, even though you are not a Lizzo or Ashley Graham or whatever, um, you are expected to like speak up. So I don't feel that. Um, responsibility <clears throat> anymore thank god because like i don't be want to say shit about stuff <laughs> i'm like i don't fucking care <laughs> like whatever um but it does get exhausting having to like constantly have to like feel like you have to say something um or be like that representative when you don't fucking want to be yeah yeah that's um that's something that does get irritating but the the thing that bothers me most about how we're portrayed in social media and not even just social media just brands and stuff like that is that whole like unapologetic thing like and i and i did a i recorded an interview with the same thing and they um they always say like you're so brave or you're so apologetic i mean so unapologetic and i even had like or we'll be on set and it's like wow like I can't believe that you were able to get up there in that body. And because if I had that body, there's no way that I could do it. Wow. Like I, my, um, my room, my old roommate, her name's um, Vanina, beautiful plus size, plus size model. Um, She said she was on set. And at the end of it, one of the producers came up and was like, wow, like, because if I was you, there's no way I'd be able to do that. Like, it's just, they said that to her and she was like, thanks i think like what like what do you what do you think yeah like what do you even yeah yeah. so even in that interview i was like you know you guys are calling me unapologetic as if i have something to be sorry about like Mm -hmm. just because i me me showed up as myself like i don't i don't have any reason to be unapologetic because this is not a sorry body this is like like period like that's that's just that's just my whole issue with so as far as you know being the voice of like a community or being or holding a certain responsibility like yes we take that on because we decide to be like quote-unquote public figures but um i'm i would rather change the narrative like if i Mm -hmm. if i get to if i get to like be be one of the voices i don't want to you said what i said you're gonna be one of them supermodels you know, period. You know, we're working on some things. We're working on some things, but you know, as as somebody who's in the industry, like, like I don't, I don't mind being a part of that because I, I want to change the minds. I want to change, and I want, and I don't want to be like a gatekeeper. Like, I want to open up the door and like let other black women, black plus size women, come in behind me and let them talk their shit too. Because, like you said, like like we were saying earlier, we're not a monolith. We have different perspectives, different different mindsets, different outfits. I mean, like styles, everything. Mm-hmm. So we need to show how multifaceted that we are. Amen. Mm. 
I love when I find the episode's soundbite like as I'm recording. So thank you for that. <laughs> I already know where I need to go for this episode. No, but that that you you, you that was bars. That was bars. And how about how about you, V? What's your experience been? Um, whether like on the catwalk or when you're behind the scenes or uh, interviews, do you feel like you're getting kind of? I feel like y'all probably get the same like five questions every time. And no one Every ever fucking time. switches them up. Yeah. Like what what how do you receive that or how have you been able to maybe shift that um when you when you're kind of behind the mic and people are asking you the same tired shit over and over? Um, I think for me, my background is like community organizing. So I kind of started out in like activism spaces. So I always was speaking, always the one that was kind of the mic and leading those conversations and again like Lizzo when you're put in those spaces a lot of pressure to be perfect Mm. there's a lot of pressure to say all of the right all the right things and not fuck up Mm. and then you're expected there's a lot of work when you become a voice yeah you know and so I've had to like kind of like I just want to exist as as Mm -hmm. myself and be a leader to myself I'm not trying to be a leader to anybody I'm not trying to tell you to follow my way or that you got to do the things that I do, or you got to care about the things that I care about. But I do want you to think, you know, I do want you to kind of take a step back and try to reevaluate yourself. And and I have to do that for myself first, though. Like, <laughs> I have to practice what I preach, and hopefully they get inspired by the way that I move and not so much this, but, you know, who I am, how I show up, um, and the person I'm becoming. So, like, I've kind of, like, I, I I don't really like speak up speak up on things unless like it's something that I really feel the need to speak up. I try to um, check myself and like not and try not to judge other people's thoughts or my own thoughts. Like you know, so I don't know. I feel like I've I've learned to kind of just be more observant before like jumping the gun to say something because we just don't know. You just never know what anyone else is going through. So. I try to give space for that. But because of that, like, you know, I just talk to myself. <laughs> I talk to myself. Uh, what do you Sometimes mean? that's the worst. That's the best person to talk to, low key. True yeah. story. True story. I talk yeah. to myself. That she's my best friend. I talk to myself <laughs> all the time. I completely understand that. Yeah. Um, and so just I think kind of the last thing that I want to talk about in respect to like the fashion industry the space and modeling and I mean honestly like this could probably this definitely delves into our personal lives but um I there (laughs) we talked a little bit um last week about the conversation between small fats and you know Infifats and a lot of the back and forth that was happening within the community another conversation that I see come up often especially in fat spaces is the conversation around colorism and amplifying white voices um, and amplifying white model, white plus size models in particular. And as women of the diaspora, as, you know, BIPOC women um, who are a part of the community, but also uh, we have two people who, you know, are influencers, are models, are more public than others. How, what is that like? 
Um, and I mean, I think we all kind of, we've all probably dealt with colorism to some degree, and we'll definitely get into that a little bit more when we're talking about dating and sex. But when it comes to the work that you do, when you see some voices being amplified over others, when you see some, some, some stories, some narratives being amplified over others, um, how does that make you feel? Does it dissuade you from, you know, the career that you wanted to do? Um, yeah, kind of just talk about that a little bit. I think, like we were saying last week, I, I'm never surprised when the system is working exactly the way it's supposed to work. Mm. So, um, so although it is discouraging because, you know, like I named off a few of, you know, the the supermodels in the plus size industry, the black supermodels in the plus size industry from Lairs Cross to Chastity Sanders to there's there's a bunch of them. But they've been as long as they've been working, they don't get the same notoriety. They don't get the same shine. Um, so now I think what's different is that we do have social media. We are able to, you know, band together and amplify each other's voices. And even if it's not even if they aren't doing it, again, we expect the system to work the way it is. It's up to us to amplify each other. And then mm-hmm. and then a whole nother thing with social media is the censorship mm-hmm. with that black bodies. You know, I myself I shot a um I shot a Janet Jackson like remake of her of her Janet Fire. album. Yes. And all the buzz was, you know, you know, <laughs> and Janet, Janet reposted me, you know, it was great. Yes, she did. She did. That's but right. I was but I was hit with a bunch of threats from Instagram to delete my page. And all it was, was there was no nipple out. There was no nothing. They Literally the genetic cover. Oh, wow. Yeah. They use, Instagram reached out to you like directly? Like, like, they sent, oh, no, they shit. sent, you know, they sent the little, the little message oh, that said, go okay. in and get the community oh, guide. Yeah. Basically I, somebody I getting, reported you is what that means. Right. They, they, no, yeah. but it doesn't even, it doesn't even have to be that. Oh. Instagram itself censors fat black okay. bodies. Okay. There are, there okay. have been countless, um, plus size, black plus size models who have, you know, posted, when their page or when their actual posts get deleted, um, you know, or they get uh, the same message that I got where they're threatening to take away my page. Um, or like I the shadow banning, maybe like you're not getting the a shadow lot of banning that too. But you have posts. these, you have you have white plus models who will be on the on the gram with the ass all the way out, pussy popping in a handstand, and nothing happens. <laughs> but as wow. soon as as soon as we show a little side boob or or too many rolls or too much booty, like it's it's a problem. And in, and I guess it's an issue with how the algorithm the algorithm itself is racist because maybe because we have more a bigger body of skin it triggers something or whatever. White supremacy okay, is always the issue. That don't mean, always. That don't mean, it's that baked that in and everything, what? unfortunately. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah. So I think so again while things like that are always discouraging. It's always like, damn, like, okay, why am I even doing this? Should I just go and build myself up on Twitter instead? At least at least they don't censor anything on Twitter. Oh like, yeah, everything goes um, on there. I'm scared. Yeah, you know, that's 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 for later on in the conversation. <laughs> but um but you know, although although again, although that is discouraging, I think it's just I've just taken on the responsibility to try and amplify as much as many black voices as I can on my own and and keep speaking up and keep showing up because I know what they want me to do 
is to it's stop. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's very very true. And no, I ain't gonna do that. I know, and I think this is a perfect opportunity because I know I know you guys mentioned it last week during your intros, but we didn't get a chance to really check in with you guys and learn more. I know both of you are involved with um, an organization, and actually, I think both of y'all—I don't know if you guys were—you're not the Found only it. founders, but I think there's other people involved. Is, is it? It's called Models for Change. Yeah. So um, tell us more, please. Uh, yeah, because we didn't get to check in with you about that last week. <laughs> Okay, so Veronica, myself, and a collective of over 200 models together um, built this platform called Models for Change Now, where we are fighting for, like, actual inclusivity, actual, like, fair treatment of Black models and creatives, both in front of and behind the camera. So um, the issue that we run into with in the fashion industry in general is the lack of representation, Um, and misrepresentation when it comes to black people in the industry and suppressing black voices. So, um, so everything from the same microaggressions that or similar microaggressions that you guys find in, in the workplace, um, we get those on set, um, from me sitting in the makeup chair and the makeup artist defending blackface while she's doing my makeup to, um, to a hairstylist saying, telling, going to my hair and saying, can you make it? And I'm make it like smaller or like or um or saying like it's troublesome or or you know black people being used in a very tokenized way it's we we even we had a petition over the summer and we built the platform um right after george floyd was murdered so at that at that time we were we were all experiencing a lot of heartbreak and a lot of um a lot of what can i do to help so um, so we decided to build a platform that we can make some changes, you know, at the level that we are. So in within the community that we that we're serving. So. Um, so, yeah, so we're trying to make some changes. We held our first event um, in collaboration with another organization called Black Models Speak and the principal mm-hmm. thing. Um, and we're all all we're all like black models and like, uh, sorry, uh, we had an event called Black Models Meet because again, we are always used as tokens and we don't get a chance to meet each other and talk talk about things and share our experiences and tell each other like, hey sis, don't go to that industry. I mean, don't go to that that agency. Don't shoot with that photographer. You know, they it could be harmful. It could be, we don't get a chance to have that camaraderie. So um, we held our first event and it was amazing. It was the most beautiful thing that I did not know that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just being able to like be around a bunch of beautiful ass black models and we're all in the same industry and we're all trying to, you know, make some changes and make some things happen for ourselves and our community. So uh yeah, no, so dope. it's that's beautiful. Yeah, so it's more about like just building building each other up, building our own community because we always get the short end of the end of the stick. So okay. trying to make it No, thanks for sharing. We'll definitely plug uh, the organization this week on our social. Make sure people know about you guys and the and the important work that you guys are doing. And and I guess just as a follow up, um, I'm curious for you, V, what has that been like for you, I guess, then uh, as an ally or as someone who's supporting, you know, Jazz, your best friend and, and, and other black models? What does that look like tangibly like for you? Has that has that like is that you speaking up like let's say you are on set and you hear somebody say some wild shit like I'm just curious like how you've taken that on as you're trying to support you know your your friends and and other black models in 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 the space that you guys share 
Well, for me, I think that like as a Tongan Pacific Islander model, I'm already like, <laughs> there's even more <laughs> limitations of representation. And so I automatically come in as like the only one. Mm-hmm. And though although I'm not black, you know, I still experience like colorism and the way that I just, I don't know, I feel like I've always, it's been really hard for me to adapt. Um, like I didn't know what code switching was. I didn't know what a lot of things were because for Pacific Islanders, we have the privilege of just being exactly who the fuck we are. Mm. And so there isn't like, if we go out and we meet someone and someone like say something, like nine times out of 10, they're gonna fight. You know, like, it's either I'm gonna love you, I'm really gonna love you, or we're gonna go toes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, and so I just, I never, I never understand that. And like, you know, I've had like a diff- different experiences where Jazz was like, yo, like, we can't do that. Like, we can't act like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, <laughs> so to, to elaborate a little bit because. You know, as black people, we have that whole thing. You don't act a certain way in front of white people. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, because I mean? then it's just so bad a bad look on all of so, us kind of thing. Whereas, the respectability yeah, you know, so, politics. Yeah, you know, sure. we'll be we'll be somewhere and like everybody you know in real life, we we both kind of we both a little ratchet. It is what it is. <laughs> Sophista ratchet. Sophista ratchet. Yeah, yeah. ratchet. You know, but um, so it it's more so um, in her experience, she didn't have to. Or her, yeah. her community, Make they don't have to go switch. Yeah, they don't have to because also like who's fucking with y'all? Like, yeah. that like part too, right? Something, I'm gonna beat you up. Like, yeah, I, I don't want that smoke. I don't want that smoke. Like culturally, like we, you know, respect is a big thing, but like, you know, it takes a lot for that to happen, and so I don't know. Like I just. I wasn't used to that, um, and so I would be the one to like quickly pop off or yeah. like say something, yep. or I feel yep. some type of way. And it's like, no, you actually have to kind of, you know, play that, be Move smart differently, and, yeah. how, and how you react. Um, She's always quick to like to like jump, I'm jump to my girl. jump in like um, to, to have my back. Yeah, yeah, always yeah. to like pick mm-hmm. up for me. Like if she sees anybody. Like, but I also see because I I know that for her it, it could be a thing like you know coming into the spaces like okay they they you know they they could potentially um, blackball black models mm-hmm. whereas like I don't give a fuck about that that's not to me it's not my entire identity because I come from this other space of really yeah. Yeah. building community culturally that's how I am you know it's like it's it's how we grow as a collective and so we can I. I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but like, do you think, I mean, and I can understand definitely being a part of your community makes you even more marginalized than probably black models. Like you are definitely in a smaller subset of the industry than maybe black models are, but does that also give you a, a level of privilege? Because visually your, your acts, your, your exotic side with that very much definitely um fetishized as an exotic woman for sure but then even comparative like to me especially in america and maybe this isn't the same globally but like anything that isn't black is preferred Mm -hmm. and so being a woman 
who was oh, a Pacific that's, that's Islander. Cool. <laughs> Unfortunately. Sure. Um, <laughs> being a woman that is a Pacific Islander, while you may, you know, demographically, you may come from a smaller subset of, of, of our population. There is your, what is that word? Your proximity proximity thank you your proximity to to whiteness to european beauty standards is far closer than jasmine and so do you think that there's a level of privilege that you can access where it's okay for you to pop off like you're saying she could be blackballed you're you're i don't know how many pacific islander beautiful Amazonian models we have, you know, like there, I've never seen anybody like you occupy, occupy space no. in, in, in the industry. Um, and that could definitely leave you tokenized, but it could also, it could be used to your benefit where it gives you access to a lot more opportunity. It, so can, where, it can, but sometimes I do feel like that's like a slippery slope. Okay. You know, if, that. if I, if I do play into it, that doesn't morally align with who I am, mm. you know? Um, and then on the but other you're, side- But you're also, a, but you're aware that it's there. Yeah. Okay. 1, okay. Okay. 1,000% I am. Of course I am. Um, and that's why I feel like it's even more so of uh, my responsibility to step up and mm-hmm. be an ally mm-hmm. and, and to support and like push yeah. Black folks, like, because that's- like, I don't care because I'm like a very small representation. So when I see y'all, I see me. That's the mm-hmm. closest thing to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, my proximity to whiteness could, it looks a little closer, but to me and the, how I grew up in my culture and my ethnicity and how I identify is definitely more marginalized, indigenous. I'm someone of color. Um, sure. Our experiences are very, very different, but I'm still of that, you know? I'm still part of that. And so, I'm able to recognize my privilege in, as far as like how I show up in these spaces and how I try to connect the dots from the outside. Because the inside, I feel like it's, it's really easy to become overly consumed what, with what has happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always just try to offer like a voice of reason and use my privilege in, in, in that space to like, like, hey, like I need to shake you up and you realize that you've been fucking like, you know, chained. And you have to unlearn a lot of things. And like, I might not know what the right thing to say to you in that point. And like, you can check me, but I, I need to like, let remind you who the fuck you are. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's in respect my- to like deserving more and being yes, treated better. Yes. Got it, got that's it, got my it. Because I'm coming from the outside world where we weren't contented and, you know, like I still have, I'm, st- I'm not far removed from my identity. And so, you know, I'm, I'm always encouraging like the research and so many different things to kind of just make it become more real. But, you know, if it's not there, then it's like only so much that no, I for sure. Do. Yeah. And I, I think that it's appreciated. I just wanted to also name a thing. <laughs> we, we're, we're all aware that, you know, I definitely can. I can. I mean, I can only imagine I'm. I'm I'm not a part of your community, but I would assume that there is a lot of correlation between black people and mm-hmm. and you know pacific islanders indigenous oh, yeah. people you know latinx yeah. folks definitely having these difficult conversations within my community as well and and the way how it's per, being anti-black is perpetuated in all a lot of 
a lot of the indigenous cultures, like even, and, um, you know, even with me, like just growing up, my name in Tongan is Bella Mika, and they used to call me Mika, like, and like, mm. that was like the teasing, you mm. know, like, and so there's a lot of things that I feel like that we have, you know, evolved and we like created language around this, not even knowing how like deeply rooted and conditioned we are to like Absolutely. think this, but you know, when you see those spaces where you compare like the Brazil face on TV versus the Brazil face in the, in the village. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like every country has that. And so like having those conversations, addressing that there's, that's where that understanding of the intersectionality between like, like knowing who you are and tied into, to like whiteness, you know? Um, And even, even not to cut you off, but even the, um, when we talk about allyship is about understanding the privilege that you have and using it for the greater good of of all people of black people specifically specifically fat fat or specifically black people in general and the trickle down effect that's what we talk about mm-hmm. a lot with models for change now because um because our collective is predominantly black and it's very black led but it we do have allies in the group um and we talk about there's a huge group of allies and they're mm-hmm. always trying to find out how they can show up and be a part but also but, but yeah but we this. but we also we talk about how like fighting first for black liberation for black fair treatment of black models in general is going to be a trickle down effect for everyone else because mm-hmm. we are the most oppressed so we need to be the most liberated and in us finding our voice is going to inspire other people to find the voices for their community so um so i think that's that's how we with models for change now at least that's how we utilize our allies so so when when we have something going on and we need you know somebody with a big following to share it we need Mm -hmm. i need somebody for example my best friend veronica has you know a big following she shares it utilizes the privilege that she has not saying that your whole following comes from comes from that privilege that's that's not it but you utilize whatever just resources the platform, the platform it is yes. yeah. the platform mm-hmm. that's what it doesn't even have to that's just an example like yeah no uh, for you. example when when we had when we had our black model speak event we had um we had allies who donated um donated some of their um their equipment they came and then one of them came up to me and was like jazz i recognize that this is a black space and i'm gonna remove myself and she let it be a black space, you know, like it's just, mm-hmm. it was, it was a white girl. So mm-hmm. it was something that I appreciated. You use which, what you had to help us because this is for black models. It's just about using whatever, like whatever privilege it is that you have for the greater good. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's so dope. And, no, that's and Lauren, I definitely want to see, I mean, sure you're not a model but i wonder as a consumer as a person who occupies this like who was a part of this community how does the effects of because i I even remember when i was bringing up the topic and talking about how it's very interesting what voices get amplified and who gets the spreads and who gets to be on vogue and all that kind of stuff you kind of um were um shaking your head in agreement. how does it feel to be a brown woman, a black woman, and constantly seeing a very specific type, sometimes to specific shape, specific size of of fat woman in these industries. Like, how does that make you feel as somebody who occupies the space and then also a, a consumer of of these goods? Um, 
it's it's disheartening to be honest and i feel like it's kind of um not just on the models to uh, just be the pre- representation, but the brands and the magazines and the media outlets, like it, they hold a lot of power here and obviously in who they select. And so on their behalf, it's like, it's boring. It's fucking late. I'm like, at this point, we've had this conversation about representation going on for so long. Um, and so for them to always be going to a test holiday, or going mm. to Ashley Graham um, as the voice of, you know, the plus size fashion community, or as just reaching beyond that, being like the voice of fat women in America or across <laughs> the globe. It's like, when are we actually going to do something different here? Mm-hmm. And um, they don't speak for me. Um, not to say, you know, I would say like in representation of certain body sizes, like, yes, it's good to see like a Tess Holiday um, join the conversation because she is a larger body fat person. But from the scope of whiteness, she doesn't speak for me. She is not the representation for me. Um, and same with the Ashley Graham, who, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, you know, she, for a while, she was calling herself plus size. And then all of a sudden her comment, the way she was approaching it turned around where she's like, I don't want to box myself in. I'm <laughs> sexy carvalicious or whatever the fuck she called herself. With that same voice too. I love yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> voice. Um, so it's just, it, it is disheartening um, because there just needs to be more diversity and more voices present and more faces present because that what is the there's that saying like you can't be what you can't be what you can't see mm-hmm. not to say like that i'm trying to be you know a model or i'm trying to be in these spaces but um it there is something to being able to look in a fashion magazine and see that reflection and knowing that that i am welcome in this space or that i'm welcome to purchase these things or that my voice or a voice of somebody similar to me is being heard. Um, so when I don't see that, I'm like, why, first of all, as a consumer, I'm not interested in, uh, supporting you as a business. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not interested in buying clothes from a company that doesn't even want to show a black person in their clothing, um, let alone a fat black (laughs) person in their clothing, you know? Um, so I think it's it would behoove some of these uh, these magazines and uh, brands and you know media outlets and whoever that is you know trying to have this conversation about the plus size community to diversify that shit because people are paying attention mm-hmm. um, and it I can you you can only hire Tess Holiday for so many fucking magazines. I mean, she can't be available all the time, guys. Can't be available all time. And honestly, yeah. like, what else? I mean, no disrespect to her, but like, what else is she is she gonna say that she hasn't said a million times before? Like, right. Her story is already out there. It's already heard. So it's there's time to have more stories to tell. There's more stories to tell. And there's other voices to be had. Um, and also to that point, like, there is a narrative uh, that I feel like to, because uh, Jasmine mentioned this too, there's this like, it goes like, either they're like super sad and, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I have this like sad, fat story to tell, or it's like, you have to be the voice of somebody that's like super unapologetic and i have to be like the fat superhero so confident and, and no in between it's like one extreme or the other 
Right. Yeah. There is like, there's no space for somebody to just be in the middle. Like I don't always feel amazing about my body, but also like, I'm not, I don't hate myself. Either. I don't fucking hate myself. I'm not in my room crying all the time about like not being able to fit into some fucking jeans. Like, yes, does that happen? Of course, you know, because there's different level, different levels of access for everyone. So like, I do have the privilege of being able to buy jeans in most retail stores, but like, is that the only part of my story as a fat person? No. And so it, it, it's so limiting when we only have like the same two or three people telling their stories because there's so, there's so, we're not a monolith, as you said earlier, there's so much to say here um, that isn't being said because we just keep listening to the same fucking voices over and over. It's just, it's boring at this point. Very boring, very tired. Uh, Jazz, I think you wanted to say something. Um, no, I think every time I was going to jump in, you said what I was thinking. <laughs> Y'all on the same wavelength. <laughs> so I got one, I got one ask of everybody real quick. I need, I need a quick, uh, a shot of clock or a sip of clock. I finished. Cause y'all really? Yes, I did it. I went. It went down, honey. How much did you we pour in there? You had a. It was a stressful. Oh wow! I need yes. to put that tongue back in your mouth. You know, <laughs> this is a G-rated program. But no, cheers. Now rated our baby. <laughs> this Boy, is a podcast, though. They can't see her. No, exactly. I know. No, but the main Where's reason why I wanted to do that <laughs> was to get us are. ready for this next part of the convo. Because oh, I know we've been talking about the macro so much so far. And I know Nana definitely want, and myself as well, we were super curious to hear how this affects um, each of you on a personal level. Your dating life, your sex life, your your interpersonal relationships um so yes as long as everyone got that i mean nana you go get go pour up some more if you need it's to no now. more lick in this house yeah you you're done yeah. you're done that tequila I'm i brought done. over like mm-hmm. 14 years I ago did. Okay. okay it wasn't that long ago but <laughs> yes it's finished. It's but finished. no so so what'd you what'd you want to ask our good our good guest this week nana what was in your mind um moving into the the sex conversation and and kind of obi has uh introduced us very well uh this is this is oh we also talked about this a little bit about all of the red flag memes that have been kind of buzzing through they social, have been. They have been. uh this this past week and a huge huge red flag for me as a fat black person is whenever a man approaches me and lets it be known that they love plus size women i'm I, it's a bore abort mission run the the opposite way i don't want no parts of that and i'm just wondering like as women who are bigger bodied how 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 do you feel about that how do you is that something that you um experience often do men typically approach you and talk about how much they appreciate your body size and all that like what is that like for you and, and how how does how is that a red flag and anybody can start. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely for me. It's absolutely a fucking red flag. Um, it as I feel like so last week we talked about you know different the way people treat you differently based on your size or like where you are on the spectrum of fatness. Yeah, yeah, and you gave us a really good personal anecdote on that last week. Yeah. So I feel like when I was smaller, 
Um, and not to say that I was skinny or anything like that, but when I was a smaller fat, um, men did still approach me and say like nasty things and, you know, be, you know, you know, men, you, men in New York are fucking creepy. They're, they're, they're worse. It, but like also sometimes, worse. I don't know. Sometimes it could be charming. Sometimes it could be charming. Like for example, I remember one time a man told me that I reminded him of uh, his wheat Tims. Like I was the same color of his wheat Tims. <laughs> and like that was supposed to be <laughs> Only some Definitely. shit a New York nigga would say. The butters. He said, baby, you remind me of my butters, baby. Because, yeah, exactly. And I was like, am I the same I love it. Um, oh my God. But so when I was smaller, though, men, they weren't as, um, they weren't as vulgar. Mm. And in my larger size, like men, I feel like, felt like they could say anything to me, yes. anything sexual, anything that was you know, out of line and like, like I've had men touch me in the street or like grope me and things of that nature. And a lot of, oh yeah, in the street, in the club, wherever. Um, And I feel like a lot of that happened more when I was larger than when I was smaller. And I do feel like there is this level of fetishization that happens mm. where where people are because um, maybe I won't limit it just to, to men. Maybe there are some maybe there are some women that are this way, too. I don't know. Mm. But my experience is from like a cis <laughs> you know, perspective. but I feel like there is this um, fetishization. And then also there is a lack of respect and humanization. The larger you are, especially if you are black as well where it's like, I'm not worthy of ha- being approached with a certain level of respect. And so men can say things Just that you know, yeah. they absolutely, you know, disgusting things to me because like it, like my, my value goes down or something like that Oh yeah, and because of my, you know, because of my blackness or because of this, the, you know, the size of my body. And so I definitely have experienced that. But um, to your point, Nana, when a man does come up to me and is like, I love me a BBW, I'm like, I, as a BBW, <laughs> also, I love you. And I'm going to let you know that. I know Lord was about to beat me up Fuck. last week because she thought I said that. And I did it. I was like, no, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Fuck Drake. BBW yeah. is, a, is, a, is a sex category. It is not yeah. a person. It is not a type. Okay. Stop yeah. referring to people as BBWs. That but, you don't know. No. So y'all take do V and and Jazz, do y'all feel the same way? I wonder. I wonder if there's some some fat woman out there who's like, no, no, no. I love that. Please call me that. Like, or is that just like, nah, we're not really here for that term no more, or maybe we never were. I shouldn't even say no more. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly just I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So if some dude, if some dude pulled up on you, and like, "Oh, ma, you looking, you looking gorgeous. I love BBWs." I've gotten every fucking thing you can imagine. Trying to climb that mountain, I'm trying to get a sip of that tall glass of water. Oh yeah, because you're tall too. There's the height aspect the as well. Yeah, so like, what Lauren is saying is like, I, it's unfortunate, but I also just built a layer of tough skin about it. Like, I don't give a fuck about what anybody calls me, what what they refer to me. I don't care about the term plus size, curve, full figure, plus size, life size. I don't give a damn. Like, I just know that I'm, I'm big, like, so it is what it is. Like, can't, like, a deal breaker for me, like, because I'm so big and tall, is like, if my feet is bigger than your feet, we're not sharing. 
<laughs> so that that's your that's your red flag. I can't have bigger feet than you. I love like, it. I don't think you understand. It's like a totally different thing. Like I don't for a while I didn't even like going on dates because it's like I'm so I take up so much space and whatever spot you choose so if you go in this like a tight space to get mm-hmm. in between the chairs mm-hmm. we both big and tall we walking in and <laughs> like you you are unsure of yourself and now you with another tall confident girl takes a space and now you even more unsure you don't even know yeah. how, how to hold your own like okay. i'm not gonna let you put me in that like in that you know, position so, don't yeah. sleep on the little boys date I know what I'm saying. Nana, like Nana loves her a small man. I do like short man. Nana loves her a small skinny man. I like that's the, that's the problem is I do. I be giving these short guys chances because the tall ones don't know how to act. And that's the problem too. They're literally <laughs> tall niggas. They know they, they know they quote unquote a prize. And so they be out here oh boy. acting like it. It's a mess. It, it's but yeah, don't sleep on the short guys. I'm sweet. I'm sleep. I'm about to say I know Wait, Jazz is bitch, all the way sleep in that conversation. You know, I'm all the way sleep. I'm, I'm there, there. So to you, Jazz, like what's short? What's short? Like like less six shorter feet. than you? No, below below six one. Honestly, is short to me. I, I don't like. I don't like it. Girl, my favorite. My <laughs> favorite cool. is like a five seven five ten. Bitch. I'm okay. five ten. I thought no. Not no, the stand face, Jazz. Lord, don't do me like that. Been taller than six feet, but it's something about. Okay, hey, speak your truth, sis. Go no, ahead. I, you know yeah. what? Somebody got to take. Thank you, me. You off see, the, off the market. <laughs> like I'm okay with it being you and not me. That's cool. Listen, I'm just, I'm here, I'm here to be um, loved and to love, and so whatever okay. side. I feel that. Saying, I feel that. It's whatever. It's whatever. So I want you. I love the petite poppies. Someone make a fucking t shirt. You have to be confident. Like, that's something that is annoying. Because I've definitely dated shorter men who were very insecure. Yeah, it's like you want to date me because I'm tall, but then you're insecure about my height. And sometimes the dick is better too. The dick do be better, B. I never had short dicks. Don't wait, not a move forward. Most of the niggas that I dated who are are shorter than 5'10", have had the biggest penises I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> okay. Is it okay? Hold okay. on though. Was it that they had bigger penises or was Maybe it relative like their ratio to their size? Meat? Right. The dick looked at the end Thank of the you, day Lord. when you Thank pull you your shit out. Is that when you no, no, no. When you pull your shit out. I've experienced shorter guys who have bigger dicks than the taller one, and I've also experienced shorter guys who might not have had the size. But the way that they they got left, they could jump up in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me. Yes, jump me. up into and the pussy. And then there is something I don't Yo, know if it's because of my I size can't. that when I do engage with the men, especially the first few times, they go out of their way to please me. Usually, the shorter one. <laughs> The well, that's because uh, that I understand. They know they gotta put in more work. They can't just—they're no, not getting off just being just lazy. six foot like, three. All niggas be fucking lazy. I'm y'all not lazy. So I, that's not. Don't put that on my spirit. All right, but... the tall niggas. I don't know you. We don't know each other. <laughs> exactly. Like that. But the tall niggas be fucking lazy. Yeah. And so that's what I'm telling you. Y'all gotta give love to the short niggas. I'm just saying. Okay. Fuck right. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm gonna take up. I'm gonna take up for. 
for some of my tall kings out there. Some of them. <laughs> tall kings. Some of them. <laughs> the tall kings. You know, I've had very attentive tall men, very passionate tall men. You know, <laughs> I, I, I play as well. No, no that's not that. Play is wet. That's the I've had really, I've had really great foreplay from Tom and I've had. I agree. You know, I've also had very, very good <laughs> tall lovers, but the short is something about the way short men really take. No, that's very much a thing. You hear this shit on Twitter all the time. They, they will really say the, the apparently the short you. niggas be packing heat. You know, they, the them, niggas though. be holding. It, it's not even a sh- the skinny niggas. Oh, skinny particular. Actually, you're right. It, it, really, it is skinny. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. That I like, and I'm a big bitch. That's it. And I be a little scared because I don't want to break nobody. Like, and that's no, all. And I just did I tell y'all last week, if he dies, he dies. If he dies, but like he Jasmine, dies. I also don't want to get caught up with no charges. Like you, you out here. Like, <laughs> that's not charges. That's not charges. It was an accidental it. death. You know, most you get is a little. It was a blood. consensual act. Not accidental. It's all consensual. Exactly. Listen, you he know what he was signing up for. I'm telling you, the skinny yeah. niggas. Yeah, they got it. Skinny niggas got it. Ball players. Skinny A one. A one. A one on the skinny niggas. I love it. Oh, I don't know basketball players. Oh, I need to be basketball players. Maybe I need to be basketball players. Don't you got a little? You got an athlete on your side. You're talking too much. I said athlete. I didn't say the sport. You know, they don't got to know. Okay. Let me quiet. Let me quiet. Let me quiet. I didn't hear it. Now I want to know. It don't matter because he's doing a lot. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. I was saying I love I love me like a, a thicker man like I love a little thick daddy but like like a big thick one but like I feel like I feel like Loki like the the tall thick ones they don't have the they don't always have the yeah well define thick like so what, what are you size mean? queens what's happening here is it you, like, you sound like the size queen first and foremost no 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 no, no. <laughs> I I've ha- I, listen, you sound like you need I, some mandingo dick to get where you need to go at all times don't we all <laughs> The thing with big dicks is they're just really nice to look at. A lot of times, them niggas with the with the huge dicks don't know what the fuck they doing with them. I, I you just know. out here poking all types of shit inside of my cervix and like I don't need that. You don't need I that. I actually prefer like a six and you know like no more than six inches. I've had larger. It's not. The hey, most you know, everyone's so got guess, their I'm preferences. Not a, I'm everyone's not a got size their preferences. Queen, but I'm. But it sounds like these two. <laughs> Bitches in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> have a, you need to have this height to, to no, ride this no, ride. No, like well, they're both it's over six feet, either, so I mean, they I'm, might be. It's a different ball no, game up there. I'm not talking about height. I'm oh. talking about package size. No, I'm only a size queen when it comes to height. When it comes to the package, okay. like of okay. course we prefer like something a little, you know, a little long and strong. Uh, no, like, explain. But, but I've had. I've had some, I've had some mediums that did what it needed to do, you know, so like mo- a, motion in the video. ocean. Is that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think <laughs> also, I think it also you said though that like it doesn't. You're right, motion in the ocean, right? There is a range, right? Because your vagina is only so deep. It's yes. not that hit large, us, guys. Hit us it, with the anatomy deep. lesson. Come on. When you're on. like, when there's a man that shows up with a 10 inch dick, there's about five inches of dick that's just going to be hanging out, just catching air. It's scary. Right? It's also scary. I'm scared. I'm scared. It's just like, no, you're, you're a 10 inch dick is not, you're Jasmine. I you're, don't know. 
Y'all pussy ain't that beautiful. Y'all pussy ain't that big. It's just not. I don't know. It's just not. I've had a So I can't even. I can't right. know, look, I'll just be talking so shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> know thyself. Know thyself. A lot of a lot of people be talking shit because it's, it's like a challenge. It's like, oh, I can handle something that's I'm so big. But like, t- okay. Realistically, oh, like, so y'all don't even need all the extra inches. Look at that. I'm scared. I'm scared. No, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> I love how I love how Jazz is making a point to exclude herself from this. She's I like, no, no, nah, nah, y'all speak for yourselves. <laughs> so you're, you're welcome but not enough you know i'd rather have right. too much than not enough oh, that's fair that's okay. okay i think like you can that's that's my whole thing it doesn't have to be the, the biggest thing in the world at all but but also i feel like as like bigger bodies you gotta have a little bit of length because it's a whole lot of ass that you gotta it's get a whole it's, you know what it's, i mean so it's don't have my thighs that's eat up about two or three inches of that shit like you if you do have to come to the table that's what and so what yeah. if you like if i mean get a little explicit but like if you if he's like <laughs> hitting on the back or whatever and like if oh we all grown you're not getting explicit you good <laughs> We oh, literally okay. had a. So I'm not. Episode. I'm not the person. I'm not the person with a whole lot of ass. Like I, I'm very aware of my of my of my back body. It's okay, <laughs> but like somebody who really got booty. Like if you don't have the length, exactly. If you don't have the length, like you're what, not getting What is it. somebody with ass gonna do with a two inch dick? Like, well, and see, now we're not getting it from that. That's a different, yeah, that's that's a different I've been, thing. I've been with someone who has smaller and their foreplay needs to be up. Yeah, but I need more than that. Like, their right. foreplay needs to be up right. to do that. You can, there are toys. There's, there I are mean, there's other, other ways. Because that's a that's a conversation yeah. that we're having right now. Like, or at least that I've seen out there in like this, you know, sex positive space is like moving away from making everything being about just about penetrative sex. So the foreplay or there's other ways to get to Old Town. And this is this is another thing that you niggas need to to Uh do some. I asked me because I because I got a follow up on the last thing we were talking about. Because I I'm not like penetrative sex is enjoyable to me, but it's not everything. Yeah, there you go. But what I've realized with the partners that I've um, acquired. Oh, if you've had. Okay. I mean, you listen, it's an arsenal. Catch them all, Pokemon. Put them niggas okay. in there. Put Go them ahead. Niggas in. Put them Come on, Ash. Go ahead, Ash. <laughs> catch catch them all. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but it's just like, I think, especially men who have had, who had sex earlier in their lives, mm. like, like intercourse, mm. they're so, like, they're, I don't know if it's a conditioning, mm. like, that is all that they seem to ever want to do. They're not interested in exploring mm the body in any other ways they're not interested in 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 doing other things and i'm somebody who had sex significantly later in my life than most people in my life and so i had to be creative with the partners that i had beforehand because i wasn't fucking okay and so there are a lot of things that i like to do there are a lot of ways that i like to enjoy somebody that i haven't been able to do because everybody just wants to put it in and it's like but there's like so many other things that we could be doing with each other. Yeah. So like, I need y'all to to do some work. Because, okay. Okay. I, and I mean, I get it. Foreplay is not for everybody, but like, also intercourse is not for everybody. No, it's, so, it is both. Ends. I, I don't, and I don't know if that has anything to do with my size, but like, I've dated. I dated a guy who was very clearly. I don't think he was fetishizing me. I do think that he enjoyed me as a person, but he primarily dated plus size women and the way 
<clears throat> that he cared for my body and like my whole body, mm. my stomach, not just the my hot rolls, spots. Yeah, my yeah. stretch. Like I have never been with a nigga who has taken care Cools of me on that level sexually like ever. And I'm not trying to give him too much credit because that nigga still shit. Uh, no, but <laughs> like the, dealing with somebody like that, who like, I feel like I've definitely dated men who have fetishized me and were just enamored with, certain aspects of my body that are larger mm. but to have somebody who cared about my whole person mm -hmm. like that is like a different level a of intimacy changer. it's a different level of attention it's a different level of care and i don't i don't necessarily i don't know that i necessarily need to have somebody who is like oh i solely date plus size women i don't i don't know that personally that's something that yeah because i wanted to ask y'all about that like if a guy says like i only date big women is that a red flag like he, it's, i don't like it, it no, there's something yeah. about it that makes me a little how, how about the rest of y'all if some guys like this because everyone we were just talking about preferences like nana you mentioned you might like to do a little you know maybe a little smaller maybe a little thinner like, but i date everybody no i know i hear you but let's say that some guy comes up to you and I, I i have friends like this who like that's it they exclusively only date plus size or fat women like you on the receiving end is that is that flattering or you, like I'm curious for to read the room and see how y'all all feel about that or is that kind of like mm, I don't know about this I don't guy. like it no nah. how how about I the rest of y'all I kind of wanted to respond back to what she was saying about like men not knowing like they're just into penetrative sex and I feel like the reason why is because we're not taught about it at a young age we're usually introduced to it through. <laughs> all the wrong ways to get introduced yeah, to it. Yeah, and so yeah. we don't know any better. We don't know how to love, you know, coming into these relationships like super young and shit. And so that's why I think, because I feel like it didn't, it took me to get into my 30s to learn about my body and learn about mm -hmm. sex and be more comfortable and like being more vocal about it. And which if there's like, a, even nowadays, it's, it's like super taboo to even talk about sex and women don't even know their bodies well enough to say still, what they want. You feel like or, it's still taboo? Yeah. I feel like in a lot of countries, it's still, it's still in a, taboo. In a lot of spaces, for sure. Mm. Yeah. It, it is still yeah. really taboo. But, you know, it's frowned upon, you know? Um, mm. And so I think that, that that has a lot to do with, like, us, like, misunderstanding what it does for us and the real value of intimacy. Um, and as far as, like, dating... Other big bodies. I don't know. I I definitely do have a preference, um, because like I, bro, you ain't got no type. Do not. Do that. Uh oh, the, <laughs> the, the best the best friend said. Uh oh, will always tell on you. I do. I love you, but like I don't have a type. I don't date, but like someone that I want to be my lifetime partner, mm -hmm. I definitely want them to be fit. Yeah, like, cause I'm Vision. like, Vision. we both can't have a stomach. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like why not so, though? I was just about oh, to ask. So maybe it doesn't, it doesn't always necessarily go, go both ways then. Nor does it have to. Know, mind you. I'm not so saying funny. that it has to. I'm just throwing I've, that out there. I've dated, I've dated bigger guys. Bigger guys don't approach me. I so I solely get approached by smaller, super thinner, okay. smaller guys. Big guys don't approach me. Interesting. They don't. 
Okay. And I don't, I don't know. Or maybe it's the opposite for them too. Maybe they're getting maybe, maybe the petite girls like, are loving on them. Maybe can't be too big bitches something. in the bay. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I've I've only I've only dated one larger guy, and he wasn't like really big, okay. but it's only been one. Yeah. Okay. I feel like big guys automatically assume that just because I'm the other big girl in the room, like we've got to be matched up, and it's like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. I don't know. Group, like, what the hell? See, <laughs> see, I'm like, I definitely have a type, <laughs> like, I have, a, I have a real type. So, as far as like dating guys who only date bigger women, like, mm. I, I, as long as it's not fetishy, like, you, like, you said, like, you, if you're like, if you come up to me, you like, damn girl, you know, I, I love, I love that you got some extra weight on you, and it's like all this, like. Like it gives me creepy vibes, like bro, like yeah. like swiping or swiping, like. <laughs> <laughs> Cause no, cause I definitely want to. If there's any, if there's any dudes listening, you know, we we got some, we got some male listeners. Cause I know for, I'll use myself as an example, you know, and, and maybe y'all help me talk through this. I, for mm. example, I know I prefer curvier women, but I'm never leading with that. Like if I meet someone on the street or even if it's like online, I'm not like, oh, oh my god, oh you got all the like. I'm not doing that. Like I'm not, I'm not on creep level. Do you level. like taller women though? Yeah, taller and curvier. That's that's my okay. general type. But uh, but I'm not I'm not I don't think I'm ever approaching it where I'm not respecting your humanity or you as a person and mm. I'm leading with just your body parts because that's that's mm-hmm. come on that's not it that, you know what I mean that, is she I, that Obi is the key difference between attraction and fetishization okay okay because I wanted you to help me break it down so that's it right there the, yeah you the humanity yeah oh yes. no well I know that you know but some niggas ain't always with the with the you know, respecting <laughs> women shit, unfortunately, or they, yeah. or you know, for a myriad of reasons. So I just wanted to check in with y'all. So that that's 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 where it breaks down, basically. Yeah, essentially. So you are still humanizing the person. You could be attracted to something about someone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's fetishization, it's like the attraction is independent of who they are as a human being, okay. and then it's usually linked to some kind of stereotype. Okay. So like. A lot of times, and I don't know if this has happened with y'all, but a lot of times when men come to me and they'll be like, oh, I love me a BBW. And I'm like, uh, okay, I don't fucking care. But I'm like, I don't care. Like, what, what, what am I supposed to say to that, sir? What am I supposed to say to that? But it'll usually be linked to I like a BBW because they have good pussy. I oh, like a BBW yeah. because nah, I know they don't cook for me. Nah. I, mm-hmm. Which I'm like, jokes on you. I hate cooking. <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you, nigga. On I you don't even that. like to cook. But, I love it. I but love it'll, it. It'll be tied to things like that, and so then when it's like it's not even about me as a person anymore. Mm. It becomes this thing that is tied to like what I can do for you and often what your view of me is sexually. Mm-hmm. That is when it starts turning into like some weird fetish thing. It's like, so I could literally be anybody as long as I have fast, you yeah. know? And it's very traditional on top of that. Like what if, what if your body shape changes or what if you decide not to, not to be the, what if you change your mind? On something hold, that's hold on, so run, run that back, Jeff, because I think it cut off when you first started your point. Say that again. Oh no, um, I just, I just mean it, it. Just seems super conditional. Like, oh, got what it, if, got it. what if, like, like for example, Nana and you and you like slimming down, or all of us being women and our bodies fluctuating, or you were talking about cooking. You know, what if I decide one day I don't want to cook anymore, or if it's something so small and so superficial 
it means that if I'm not doing this one thing for you or if I'm, or if I'm no longer that one thing, it's as if that's the only thing that matters. And now our relationship ends or our sexual relationship ends because I'm not outwardly the person that you like picked me up to be or like yeah, picked me up yeah. to be. Like yeah. that, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because at the core of you, you're still that person. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. And if you cared about who I was as an individual, as a person, then what my body looked like, whether it changed or not, wouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. You're still attracted to me. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's, but like you said, that's the, might be a difference between fetishizing and actually giving a fuck about a person. That yeah. Point. You know? <laughs> and Lauren, Lauren shared a, a couple of things about like, the cat calling and I know that we've probably all experienced <clears throat> some not so pleasant experiences in respect to cat calling but I do feel like when I was larger the the degrading comments the degrading things that men would say to me deaf and I think a lot of that had to do with like people not seeing my humanity not looking at me as a as a person as a woman to be respected but as ass and titties or a collection of body parts basically literally Mm. and like I mean when you were sharing that like I was just thinking about some of the things that men have said to me and it's just like completely obscene like how you would even scream that to somebody like I've had a man yeehaw and tell me that he wanted to ride me and like I was I was fairly young at the time time and like literally I was like frozen and and that's the thing too it's like when you're when you occupy larger bodies and this has been my life for most of my life people they like to say that they read you as older I look like a child I was a child like y'all are disgusting but I think that like I think about when I was in high school or yeah, like when I was in high school and like going to the mall with my my friends after school and we're all in uniforms and you, this strange grown nasty man wanna come up to me and talk about, oh, I thought you were 26. In this school uniform with all of these other children that you see me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like when you're a bigger person, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like people feel like they can they can have access to you in a way that they would never even try with the smaller body person. And then I also feel like there's a level of like, you should be happy that I'm even looking at you kind of thing attached to it. Like how did, and I know that there are a lot of women who have felt this way when you kind of turn men down and you get the, oh, bitch, you're not even cute or like, fuck you, bitch, or whatever. Like, I know that that happens to straight size women too, but there is like a, an evil sting to it when a big girl says no, like, how dare you, bitch? You so fucking lucky I even looked at you. Like, you're so lucky that I would even consider talking to you. Like, I've had people say that to me. It's just like, it's like they expect bigger women to, to just not say yes. confidence in general it, it ties into the whole unapologetic to just thing. take everything like, that we like can get yeah there's no way that i should that i should feel good about myself so much that i turn down your your rude ass that is she ass yeah. like like comments like it's just a they just don't think that we're confident in general they, they don't think that we so like, like you should this is all you deserve bitch yeah. 
Like, who the fuck are you? Like, how do you? You don't even have no man right now. You yeah. lucky out. Like, that's literally, yeah. I've had people, like, I would be, like, fucking at the bus stop. Like, just you know me. Your fucking I'm business. Just yeah. trying to get the fuck home. Yeah. I've had men follow me. I've had men, you know, like, approach, like, and I've never had anybody touch me, so I'm so sorry, Lauren. No, that's not true. I've had men touch me, like, in the club, but, like, not in the street. Like, not no stranger in the street. Not that that um, made it any better. Or it's okay, not any but better, but, I like, I don't, you. it's something, yeah. like, you know, like, when you be in a club and people are like, oh, let me, let me scoot no, by. So yeah, but niggas be doing the most your waist, And it's like, yeah. you're just trying to get close. <laughs> Wait, did y'all see that meme where they said, I'm going to start moving men by their waist like they do? <laughs> <laughs> I do that shit all the time. Y'all should do I that. I do that shit all the time. What happened? Jazz, when excuse you me, it. sweetheart. Excuse me, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Move out the way, sweetheart. You probably <laughs> threw him off like, whoa, it. what? I don't give yeah. a fuck. I be touching everybody's waist. Get the no, fuck you know what I do? I can't call men when I'm in a car. I sure do. It's yeah. so funny. Hey, blue shorts. Hey, blue shorts. What's good? <laughs> I see that print, daddy. <laughs> You turned the table. You turned the table. I'm turning the tables. Here and there, we got to objectify men a little bit so they can see what it feels like. I'm not. No, y'all, gray sweatpants season is upon us. It is. It is here. It is here. It's funny to, I mean, yes, also as well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Low-key enjoy um, making men feel uncomfortable by looking at their, uh, their dick print. But also, um, yeah, I had, there was one time, this is like funny, but also fucked up. There was one time I was on the train, the four train, and there was a man like, stand, I was sitting down, there was a man standing like, kind of like diagonal to where I was. And he had gray sweatpants on. That thing was thanging. That thing was thanging. And I was pretending to look at my phone, but I kept on looking up. I was like, that, that it just right you there. just couldn't help but make eye contact. I couldn't help it. I was like, I don't know how to like yep. I was <laughs> Wait, were you sitting down and he was standing up? I was sitting, I was sitting down and he was standing up, but not in front of me. Like just there was, off the distance. Yeah, a there was bit. like one person I to, see. Like, people down. I see. Um and That's so I kept looking and he saw me look like he caught me looking uh-huh. and then he moved his, he slowly like moved his book bag in front of his <laughs> he was like you ain't gonna objectify me today on this here for trade man <laughs> the, the, the amount of time the amount of people that bag like miss lady how dare you <laughs> miss lady <laughs> gasp he gasp that's but what i was gonna say is like it's fun <laughs> it's funny to say things like that and obviously like you don't want to um what's the word for it like uh you don't want to have um double standards there mm-hmm. but i think the big difference is that a lot of times also when women you know kind of cat call guys right um the reaction is often kind of like brushed off and like it's you know kind of jokey I feel like a lot of times men don't take it seriously and so it's kind of looked at as if it's like not that deep or you know yeah. men, men will laugh you know yeah. like I, would, yeah. I wish a woman would cat call me sometimes yeah. you know um because there is just there's a lot more danger as uh as a woman or not even just as a woman i'll say like as anyone femme presenting because i'm yeah. sure like this happens to trans women all the time it's a power too. dynamic though. it's a power dynamic yeah. and yeah. so it's like i i as a woman most more often than not if i you know cat call a guy in the street if he doesn't respond to me i'm gonna move on with my life right but 
the danger that happens when women with women when that happens if i turn down a man is that i can be attacked or yeah. you know, it can turn yeah. violent exactly or killed you know um i've had a man try to like physically fight me because i didn't want to talk to him wow Yo, yes. that is a strange what the yes fuck? very strange I told, you need to tell at the next men's conference tell these niggas to act right i, I got up. you i got you it's coming up soon i got you um so it's just it's just interesting to me like we obviously you know have these conversations about double standards and like you you know don't do to men what you wouldn't want done to you but also and yet and that is true um you shouldn't touch anybody or do anything inappropriate but there is like this very different power dynamic where you know i am i am in more danger after turning down a man than a man is turning down me turning me down oh you know? absolutely it's not even close um, yeah that's, that's not, not even the same cool. comparison yeah right yeah. but you know people try to make it the same nah. comparison oh, because like, it, i mean especially different. on the internet and that's and yes. we've had this conversation all the time is like it's so hard to have these nuanced conversations online mm-hmm. because a lot of people they just trying to send out hot takes mm-hmm. or they're being you know um objectionary like they're just like yeah contrarian no one is really trying to have the conversations necessary to understand or to to find a level of of growth within the community like or just to make people feel safer is it's just it's play play and so that's why like i i can't enjoy or entertain any of it because it's like y'all y'all if y'all a lot of y'all like to theorize and hypothesize and do all of that hotepy ass queen and boat like but y'all don't treat oh, damn like, what's all my grand rising fuck out of here, oh, <laughs> here low-key i've been so perplexed by that statement for my i don't know what does it mean i no, get that's it that's just that's just how hotep say like, good morning that's it morning, grand rising, you, like queen. morning is is a solemn word but like that in your morning, it it it's it's kind of like a spell when you when you yeah, speak. Yeah, I saw it, a TikTok about that yeah. that whole spell thing. So when you're saying grand rising, it's when someone arises, you know, first thing. But good nah, morning. Nah, yeah, Girl, I think I think the main reason man. you're not with is because the nigga behind who's usually saying it is what it is. That's a certain type of nigga who says grand, grand rising. rising. I really don't. Them, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's that's a that. specific kind of guy. That's a them niggas. I, I, I don't mind the grand rising. <laughs> you don't mind it. I like the grand rising. Okay, see, everyone's okay. different. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. You had a really good question on here, Nana, as, as we're kind of rounding out here. All of my questions are good. They are. Which, they are. You did your thing. You always do you your thing. This, this is why we love you. Um, I'm curious for, for the four of y'all. Do, do y'all feel like the tide has turned? Is it like big women, plus-size women are kind of in vogue now? And and I don't know if you've experienced that in your dating lives. Like, Do you feel like you're getting more attention or positive attention? Looks like that's a no from Lauren. But I'm curious <laughs> for the rest of y'all. Because I'm just wondering, because if, if that is the case, I'm wondering how you guys are internalizing that. Does it feel affirming or does it feel icky that kind of now is when you feel like maybe men are paying more attention to you in ways that maybe they hadn't um, at other points in your life? I personally feel like I, I feel like they've always been attracted to bigger women. Mm-hmm. But now that you see rappers or see like maybe rappers dating like a popular plus size model mm-hmm. or, you know, now you feel like it. it's okay for yeah. you to like bigger women. Okay. I don't think I, it's 
like they didn't fuck with it back then. Y'all been like these yeah, ones. Like, no, always, <laughs> always. That's never not been a thing. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. Thank you for, for bringing that up. <laughs> How about the rest of y'all? Lauren, you'll give me some hard head shakes. What you, what's up? What's up? Talk to me. Talk to me. No, what I was rolling my eyes because essentially what Jasmine is saying is like, it's, they've always been interested, but just because of societal norms and it's like, you should be ashamed of liking a bigger woman in public. So like dare you. You know, date us and talk to us and be interested in us in private, mm-hmm. but publicly you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to. You know, you don't want your boys find out that she was fucking with the big girl. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I, I would say it hasn't gotten to me. It hasn't gotten significantly different. Okay. Um, but it has become like, okay, for you to date a certain type. I, so I don't, we didn't talk as much about body shape, but I feel yeah, like. Yeah, and I was trying to find somewhere to bring that in. Cause that's a thing too. Like the, um, yeah. you know, hourglass like or pear shape. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to publicly date a big girl if she looks a certain way Mm. if she still has the idolized like body shape so if she is you know Uh you know being like smaller top bigger on the bottom Mm -hmm. or if she is an hourglass but it's Mm. like still frowned upon like if you're dating a big girl she it has a large stomach, you know, if she is more you know heavy in her midsection like that's frowned upon you Uh know um, so it's like it's not it's not unconditional, right? There are still like these very uh, exclusionary, around yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, you know, requirements in order for you to like publicly date a larger woman, and it's like that's why I, I don't feel like it has shifted dramatically um, because there's still like that that stigma there, and um, it's it's immature, especially. I don't know. I, I hate seeing like I kind of understand it from this uh, from the standpoint of like younger people because they don't really they don't understand bodies and you know what they're just weird. You know, I, <laughs> are you talking about like Gen Z, like people like people yeah, younger than us? Like because they're still figuring out life okay. and you know they're still they're still bound to the the perspective of like popularity and what the other yeah, kids are yeah, doing yeah, and whatever. True. So that's like true. I kind of get it for them like trying to figure shit out. But for older for older men, like men in your late twenties, you're you're I mean that that that's older, but like being in your late twenties, your thirties, your forties, and you still worried about what everybody else think about who you fucking and dating. Like that's weird to me. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, you need to grow up. Like, why are you so concerned about what your friends think about the the type of person that you're dating, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I feel like it has shifted slightly, but the the men of like big women have always liked big women and they're not (laughs) going. From the beginning of time. That shit's from the beginning of time. From the beginning of time. Yeah. Uh, How about the rest of y'all? And Nana jump in here too now. No, I'm a, I'll have V. I'll okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear from our, our beautiful models up there. What y'all, what, what y'all got to say? Um, I don't know. I feel... I, I, honestly, like, when I was bigger, I didn't really... Like, you can tell. You can tell that I was just, like, not confident. I was not... And have high self-esteem. I was talking to a lot of people on the phone dating. Like I didn't actually physically start dating someone until was which was like my first, um, my first and my ex. And so now, like in my thirties, I approach it really differently. Um, 
and I see relationships like I see women who are bigger than me and they fucking like you know and they and they're dating smaller guys and like they're totally happy and in love and I Nana you know, told y'all about the small guys. Yeah, I see. I don't know. I, I see it in a, in a different way. And um, I, right now, uh, you know, in my 30s, I'm trying to really, like, get out of my head about, like, my size and my shape and, like, just be more comfortable in, like, who I am. Um, and so it's been, like, a total shift right now in, like, my, my sex life, my dating life, and, like, not, like, not putting too much focus on it because I feel like I spent all of my teen years in my 20s thinking about that then now it's just like dude i don't want to you know continue to get older with those things in my head like mm-hmm. i realized that a lot of those habits and a lot of those like toxic thought patterns like i had to like really like shift really knock and so like i try and you know i try to be like really optimistic really open for the most part just mm-hmm. really open to learning and understanding and um like not trying to be rooted in shame too like oh, you know like, yeah yeah like because yeah. yeah. i think that that's also like a big thing because we're like we're afraid to like what we like or to be into like fetishes or you know and then like even i told her like now because i like you know i like to have fun with girls too and mm-hmm. so i see that like the way that women talk about how men fetishize women Women fetishize women too. Oh, like, yeah, they be doing that shit too. Yeah. And it's like creepy. Like, it's like, damn, I can't even be your homegirl because I don't know if you're trying to lift the coupe. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's what. You know, and I'm just uh, trying to be nice. So it's like I, I see it on both sides, really. Okay. Like, okay, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it. I think also in in like it being cool to date bigger women now um we can also acknowledge the shift in the beauty standards like yeah mm-hmm. like i think like it's going a beautiful from, time right now to be a bigger woman no like, absolutely but even even if you look at if you take it all the way back and no these these were these women weren't like bigger bigger women but like back in like marilyn monroe days and like it was like thicker bodies oh yeah the were, beauty standards are like, always being, changing being too too skinny was not no cool. no then you, yeah then you move into like the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. and it's the super super low rise jeans and like super super skinny girls these white girls scared to have big booties and now they all get and now they yeah they're running to the doctor to get a big booty yeah you know like that, that's what i'm saying so it wasn't they were scared to have an ass mm-hmm. and now it's different like yeah. you know so it's yeah. like it's so it's that it's that shift in we're recognizing like a shift in the culture too so yes, it's more acceptable publicly. Like Lauren point. said, they always been attracted to to bigger women. Now mm-hmm. it's just cool. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm but I'm excited to see you know how we progress even further because yes, it's still a certain body shape that you know is able to be publicly accepted. Um, I'm excited to see us continue to have conversations like these where we can let people know that no different body shapes are beautiful all of us all of us are all individuals we're all different and there's like beauty in that and we all need to like 
get shine. I, I said that earlier, but we all need to like be able to shine, especially fat black bodies because we've been suppressed for so long, especially fat black bodies that are not the, the traditional shape. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about not just hourglass, not just pear shape. I need the apple shape to, to be loved the on triangle. just the same way as everybody else. The triangle, mm-hmm. rectangle, I don't, whatever, whatever shape you're trying <laughs> to fit shape. in there, all of them. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, I'm I'm just excited to see how how we switch things up. Okay, no, thank you for that. Well, you you round us out, round us on out, Donna. Bring us on home. What's what's yeah, your no, experience? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't I can't disagree with anything that's been said. Um, it's just it's hard for me because dating has always been really difficult. Um, and I can definitely say I think V and I are kind of our experiences may be a little comparable where. Um, I, 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 I've, well, I won't say never, but growing, like in my adulthood, I'm, I've never really been insecure about my person. I'm, I'm very aware of how beautiful I am. I'm very aware of how well-dressed I am. I'm very aware of how well-spoken I am. I'm very aware of how dynamic my personality is. I'm very, like, I'm very aware of how bad a bitch of a bitch I am. I'm very aware of that. But there's, (laughs) but there's, and I don't, and I don't say that with any level of arrogance. It is just a self-awareness. I, when I look in the mirror, I know that that is a beautiful person. Um, But there's always been uh, insecurity on whether or not people will, appreciate that and in my experience that hasn't always been the case and I do tend to find people who um like certain parts of my person but not me as a human and when we're talking about humanity especially when I'm considering being intimate with somebody that is huge for me because so much of my humanity has been taken from me viciously violently without like stripped from me and so um it is very hard to date people especially in new york where everybody everything feels very fickle everything feels very fly by night there is no level of sincerity a lot of times in dating or like care and so um i uh, definitely within like the last maybe 18 20 months i've definitely taken a step back from dating because i'm scared like i'm i'm always very whenever i start talking to somebody I get super insecure I always think that they're gonna leave because no one ever stays um and it is something that like for a long time I thought that I maybe had gotten over but it it's it really affects me and I because you know that little black girl is still kind of broken a lot of the times I wonder if it has something to do with my size if I'm not pretty enough and it sounds so foolish because I know the answer is no bitch you're gorgeous like you're so beautiful um but um 
so yeah so then it's like well it has to be something is it my weight and that that's always been an easy default because that has been in my life something that has been something that I've combated for so long like I had to fight to be okay with my size I've had to fight for people in my family to not you know demean me or degrade me because of my size I've had to fight like and we shared a little bit about this last last week like my mother my grandmother my like I had to fight these women who were supposed to like we're supposed to protect me. We're supposed to be, you know, havens for me to let them know that I'm, I'm, I still deserve love, even though I'm a, I'm a bigger child. And so when you're dealing with that growing up and then you go to school and boys don't like you or they want to be your friend, they want, but they want to tell you about all the other girls that they like, and they happen to be skinny girls, or they happen to be lighter skin girls. And so you think that there's something wrong with you. And that has really been my story for a long time. Like I didn't have my first kiss till I was like 18 years old. And even that, it wasn't somebody that I freely kissed. They stole it. Like we were dancing at a club and then he just kissed me. And I was so excited to finally be kissed. I didn't realize that like, that was a little creepy. Like who just does that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like don't, what the fuck? Um, and so like even in something that I thought that I should be really excited about, like there was pain there. There was there was trauma there. Um, so yeah, like dating is like, it's it, like dating, it's, definitely probably in the last three to five years it's been fun niggas have been checking for me but it it still feels very fleeting because like I said no one stays I've never had a boyfriend I've never been in a relationship with anybody and um and there there are times where like I wonder why because I'm a really great person and I have so much love that I want to offer somebody and I just wish that I understood why it didn't work and it would be so easy for somebody to just say well I don't like you because you're fat or I don't like you because you're too dark or I don't like you because you're too loud or I don't like you because you're too opinionated like it would just be so easy but you never get those answers and so you're left to kind of figure it out for yourself and the stories that I come up with are horrible like you know what you feel that way about themselves and so then you work and then you fight again to love who you are and to appreciate who you are and like I don't want to have my existence be every day fighting to love myself and you know like yes self-love and self-appreciation and we can talk about all of those things but I I know that God didn't put me on this to to not be loved and not to love he didn't put me on this earth to walk by myself and I've been having conversations about like if that if that's my reality, how would I feel? And I think that I've come to a place where I would have to be okay with it, but it isn't anything that I want. But I, it doesn't, being partnered, having having somebody to walk, it doesn't feel realistic to me anymore. And so 
you know, it's fun to talk about dick sizes and small boys and tall boys and all that kind of stuff. But there's like so much in dating. And and I know that my my story is not unique to women. I'm sure that there are women of all sizes who have felt this way before, but there is an, there's an added thing when your body is not quote unquote desirable outside of sexual engagements where it's like, is, is this, is this going to be an issue for the rest of my life? And then if I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a stage now where I'm you know, I'm getting smaller. My goal is never to be a size two or a size four, but is that what's going to take for me to find love, to find somebody who, you know, is going to want to stay? I hope no. not, because no. I don't know. I just, I don't no. know. But I also, I also feel like in your experience, I don't, I don't know what you, I don't know what you believe in, and I don't know, um, the, your dating experiences, but maybe God weeded out the people who aren't supposed to be there. Period. Like the and I'm, I think we we put so many um, so many restrictions on, especially like our age. You know, being in our thirties, and there's a lot of pressure at this time to like yeah. settle down, no, have especially children. As women, but like, especially, especially as women, like, yeah. Keep in mind, we're only about a third done with our life like we still got a whole oh, lot no, of I know there's a and whole not, lot left and, yeah, and yeah. I'm not there's a whole lot of life left and a whole lot of experience left and it's gonna take a stellar ass man or stellar mm-hmm. ass person to step up to the plate to be the type of man or person whatever you're into whatever whoever mm-hmm. you love um to be the type of person that that Nana needs sure. because you can't you're not gonna get some regular ass nigga but I just, <laughs> it's just, it just is what it is. Like, I also think it's a shift in perspective, though, because the way that you even talk about attracting the partner of your life, you don't you don't talk about it in the way that you are receiving. You're talking about it in a way that you're blocking it because you're finding all the different things of why it's not working out versus why maybe it is. And you're you're not even at your best yet. You're not even done being the person that you're to be your highest self and i don't think you should associate that with your weight either i think it's like you being more comfortable in yourself your self-awareness you know like just getting up on game and in order to do that you gotta like fuck up you gotta like really get deep down in Mm -hmm. those dark like parts of yourself that you don't like and address that so that that you are whole by yourself before you go looking for like your value or your worth and having a partner like you're gonna you no, know, like a, a thousand, and I mean, and I'm on that journey now, and the listeners know that. Oh, oh yeah, no, Nana, there's, Nana, there's definitely this past been a year, lot Nana, of work. Nana's been putting in the work. That, um, that I can so, and, I, and I know that, and that that's that's life work. That shit, yeah, that's you, all. There's no end to it for mm-hmm. sure. And I don't want anybody to ever. I'm not looking for validation in my partner, but I also know that we are people who are part of a society like that to, to pretend that I'm devoid of that, of wanting to be wanted is naive. And I think for a long time, I've done that to myself where I pretended like, I don't, I don't need niggas. I don't care yeah, what, no, no, no I don't think, 
Yeah, that's who you can't be like closed off to it and act like you're so cool that you can be independent. Yeah, which is the energy seems like a lot of people have nowadays. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's not- yes. I mean it's so it's okay. Like, and that's that's something that you know that even I had to get over, like being able to vocalize that you know I want to be loved, like not being so like like I don't need. I don't need a nigga. I don't need this. I don't need that. Like, no, that's we all. That's also a defense mechanism need... of constantly being let down. So yeah, that's why absolutely. It's fully so, a defense yeah, mechanism. But that, but it takes a lot of unlearning to like, to like be able to acknowledge, to be able to not just be vulnerable outwardly, but be vulnerable with myself to, to acknowledge, there. to acknowledge the fact that like, I have, you know, some issues admitting because it takes a certain level of vulnerability to admit, but that's my issue and I'm trying to yeah. like work through it so um so yeah like we're all works in progress and I just think it's gonna I, like I said I think it's gonna take a certain type of person and if he hasn't come up yet he's on it's the because way. it's because he's manifesting <laughs> you way. he's on the way he's manifesting the type of woman that yeah. you are or or not even the type of woman that you are today maybe the type of the type of woman maybe who whoever your highest self is that's what's being manifested and hopefully you get his his highest up as well so it ain't over yeah i, I know it takes some it takes some time and, and, I, takes, and i don't see know. that for you like i feel like you're you know like the energy you have the way that you speak like the way that you carry yourself i do not see you being single at all i feel yeah. like you do have so yeah. much love to offer someone and i can totally I, see you I in guess, a relationship yeah it's so i don't Yes, you know, throw you some energy that I I believe that your your partner is on the way to you. Like, amen. 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 What I was gonna say is not even um, just kind of tying it back to the the theme of this um, the episodes that we were doing, but um, to Nana's point, this is just like a perfect example of how deep anti fatness goes, where Mm. it's not just how I feel about myself, right? Because Nana knows that she's the fucking shit. I know that Nana's the shit. Like, every time I see Nana, I mean, Nana's DM is like, damn, you's a bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) True story, true story. I love y'all, thank you. I go up for Nana, I will go to the back for her. She's a bad bitch. (laughs) But this just goes back to the, um, the, the way in which we think about fatness, that it runs so deep that, Nana, and not just to use you, I'm just no, using no, but like, absolutely. because we're having this conversation, absolutely. but to the point where you know that you're such an amazing person, right? And it's like a fact, but the immediate switch in your head is to think that like things aren't working out because of your size, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's just like a, a way that anti-fatness really is a detriment to people and like our society in a way that we don't really think it is yeah. because it's not just about like how I feel about myself, but it's how we're perceiving our treatment. And then also the actual treatment that we receive as well. So like me knowing that I'm an amazing person and I love my body and I have a beautiful body, but then when I go outside and somebody says something vulgar to me or um, gropes me or treats me a certain way, it then has the effect on me like well am i not yeah right it it almost affirms the things that you fear and so i think it's also that's why i was like saying last week it's so important to challenge the your inner anti-fatness and then challenge other people's anti-fatness as well 
because there is so much danger in the way that um, the way that this is all perceived and how much mental like damage it does to people without even realizing it, that it just goes beyond how I look at myself in the mirror and thinking I'm amazing, but right. people's treatment. And then when people feel bad about their bodies, they treat you bad about your body. Yeah, um, and so there's just so many layers to it that it, it's important for us to constantly be challenging that because there's no reason why you as the amazing person that you are should feel immediately. The first thing you should think is, well, maybe they just don't like me because I'm fat. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there's something there that has to be challenged, um, not just from you, but as, as a society, as a whole, it is not just about, you know, self-love there's, there's access and all these other things that people have to challenge, um, because there's, there's no reason why somebody should feel like that, you know? Yeah. 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 And no, and Lauren, I, I really appreciate you for adding that in. Cause, uh, I think this is what Jazz was saying earlier. I was literally about to say the same thing. I think that's one of the the things that I think is uh, really harmful about the space that we're in as a society, as a culture now, especially with this kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, the focus on mental health and self-care and wellness, while while certainly well-intentioned, I think sometimes it does cause harm to people because just like Lauren was saying, it, that's not always an easy thing to square with when when you are feeling, you know, when you feel like you're in a really good place with yourself but that's not always jiving with the energy that you're getting outside in the world. So right. it doesn't matter. You could do all the fucking self-love and self-work in the world. But if if, if the people and, and if society is not acknowledging that or if, or if society is not honoring that, um, that that's that's not always an easy thing to sit with. So I really appreciate you for for kind of adding that in, because I think that's 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 super important to add as well. And and I also want to honor you, Nana. I really appreciate you for and and everyone else as well. But but certainly you, Nana, for um for for being vulnerable with us in in this space in in our little wind down. Um, I know I know that that's a space that you're comfortable being in with me. But um, the fact that you were able to do that even with our with the guests that we have on today, I think says a lot about the space that we're able to create. So I just want to make sure that. I honor and, and shout you out for that as well. So thanks, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and these are my sisters. Like I I don't I definitely um you know, I'm a crybaby, I cry everywhere. And being vulnerable is not uh it's not very hard for me. But I do feel like uh definitely in the sharing that all three of you have done, it definitely opened the space up for me to to be honest. Like I think and you guys have, and we're gonna we're gonna bring this to a close soon. But um, kind of bringing a call back to the beginning of the episode, where it's like you have to be this fierce, confident, brave person all the time, or you know that means that you literally want to like you hate every you hate yourself every day that you wake up. And there is a duality in humanity. We we can you know, feel multiple things at a given time. We can experience multiple things in a day. And I think that um, if there's one thing that I would like people to take away from this episode is an understanding that whatever size you are, you deserve your your humanity needs needs to be validated and affirmed. Like that is literally the the least we can do as citizens of the world to each other and 
you know, it's very, I think it's very easy to see the body positivity movement and see the surplus, surplus is not the right word, but an increase of larger bodies in, in the public sphere, on your TV screens, in your commercials, on your advertisement and think that, you know, society has been transformed and fat people are, are able to walk about the world easily. And that isn't the case. There's a lot of work still needing to be done, um, especially when we're talking about black fat bodies. Um, and so just, and we say this probably every episode, giving space and grace to those people. You don't know what people are enduring in their day-to-day. You don't know what obstacles they've had to get over just to leave their house. And so if you're sitting next to a fat person on the subway, don't gawk or make noise because they're taking up more space or, you know, like there, there are just so many situations where I know me personally, I've experienced, and I'm sure ladies you've experienced where people have no problem problem letting you know that you're a bigger person and how like maybe sometimes disgusting that makes them feel and it is so harmful and kind of sharing what I just shared reaffirming of that anti-fatness within themselves like you like people don't just get on the get off and forget about that experience it sits with you sometimes the day, sometimes days. Um, years. And so, year, yeah. 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 There are, there are many a times where, where people are still holding on to those pains. And so I think um, space and grace. And then a key thing definitely from this episode is people's humanity. Like everyone deserves for their humanity to be affirmed, validated, respected. And that is literally the least that you can do. Yeah, um, so that's the one thing. Thank you for all of you for being a part of this conversation, for being in this space, for um, sharing time with us. It's it's really been a joy to have you. No, we really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Listen, then <laughs> nothing I can say that can top everything the four of you just said. So I'm just going to be quiet. But more than anything, I really, I really do appreciate um, the four of you. I'm um, sorry, the three of you for, for joining us again and running this back. Nana, we got to have these wind downs every couple episodes. I'm here for this. Yeah, yeah I like this. I like this. No, yeah, This was so much fun. No, it really was. It really was. And um, yeah. and Lauren, if you need a podcast home, listen. Listen, you know. You could be, be the third one. It's day. okay. It's okay. There's room here for you. There's room here for you. If you are looking for a podcast home, it is here. We do not mind. We do not At mind. At all. We'd love um, to have you. But no, thank you, so, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Um, and and as Nana always, I'm, this, I'm this is me attempting. This is me attempting. This is me attempting. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> you can find us on all the socials. We're on the IG. We're on Twitter at WorkBayPod. Um, and we always love to hear from you guys, um, especially in response to our episodes or if you have any suggestions or topics that you'd like to hear us talk about. You can also reach us reach out to us by email at WorkBayPod at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you there as well and, and get back to you. Um, damn, but how do you close it out? I was doing so well. What's that the last was, part? That was, that was so good. What's the last part? We'll I was trying. Uh, I think that's, that's it. it right? We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. Thank you guys um, for you know bringing us on for such a beautiful conversation. Um, you guys using your platform for something you know for the greater good is admirable and y'all know i love y'all yes 
Thank uh, you, <laughs> oh no, and we'll we'll definitely make sure we we um, big up the the platform. Um, model yes, models for yes, change yes. now, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'll make sure I'll make sure I share that out this week on on our socials. Well, that's it. We'll that's it. We'll catch y'all next week, man. We appreciate y'all as always. Bye guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, Bye guys. Care.